excellent fortune. Let me be married to three kings in a forenoon and whittle them all. Let me have a child of 50 to whom Herod of Jury may do homage. Find me to marry with Octavius Caesar and companion me with my mistress. <laughs> you shall outlive the lady whom you serve. Oh, excellent. I love my life better than friends. You have seen and proved a fairer former fortune than that which is to approach. And like my children shall have no names. Pretty homely boys and wenches must I have. <laughs> If every of your wishes had a womb and fertile every wish, <laughs> a million... Miles, <laughs> fool, I forgive thee for a wish. You think down with your sheets are privy to your wishes. Nay, come, tell our affairs. We'll know all our fortunes. Mine and most of our fortunes tonight shall be drunk to bed. <laughs> <laughs> There's the farm presage's chastity, if nothing else. Here's the old flowing Nihilus presage of famine. <laughs> Go, you wild dead fellow, you cannot soothsay. Nay, if an oily palm be not a fruitful prognostication, I cannot scratch mine ear. Prithee, tell about a workaday fortune. Your fortunes are alike. Oh, but how? Give me particulars. I have said. Am I not an inch of fortune better than she? Well, if you were but an inch of fortune better than I, where would you choose? <laughs> not in my husband's name. What's the thought? Heaven's men. Well, Lexus, come. His fortune, his fortune. Mm. Oh, let him marry a woman that cannot go. Oh. <laughs> if I beseech thee. And let her die, too, and give him a worse. And let worse follow worse, till the worst of all follow him, laughing to his grave, fifty fold a cuckold. <laughs> Good Isis, hear me this prayer. Though thou deny me a matter of more weight. Good Isis, I beseech Amen, thee. Amen, dear goddess. Hear that prayer of thy people. <laughs> For as it is a heartbreaking to see a handsome man lose wives, so it is a deadly sorrow to behold a foul knave uncuckled it. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, dear Isis, keep decorum and fortune him accordingly. Amen. No, now, it lay in their hands to make me a cuckold. They would make themselves whores, but they do. <laughs> Hush, here comes Antony. Oh, he the queen. Saw you, my lord? Uh, no, lady. Was he not here? Uh, no, madam. He was disposed to mirth, but on a sudden a Roman thought had struck him. In a barbarous. Uh, madam. Seek him and bring him hither. Where's Alexis? Here at your service. My lord approaches. We will not look upon him. Go with us. Pulvia, thy wife, first came into the field. Against my brother Lucius. Aye. But soon that war had end, and the time state made friends of them, jointing their force against Caesar whose better issue in the war from Italy upon the first encounter drave Well, what worst? The nature of bad news infects the teller. When it concerns the fool or coward, on. Things that are past are done. With me it is thus, who tells me true, though in his tale like death, I hear him as he flattered. Labienus, oh, this is stiff news, hath with his Parthian force extended Asia from Euphrates, his conquering banner shook from Syria to Lydia and to Ionia. Whilst... Antony, thou wouldst say. Oh, my lord. Speak to me, home. Mince not the general tongue. Name Cleopatra, as she's called in Rome. Rail thou in Fulvia's phrase. And taunt my fault with such full license as both truth and malice have power to utter. Ah, oh, then we bring forth weeds when our quick minds lie still. And our ills told us is as our earring. Fare thee well a while. At your noble pleasure. From Sicyon, all the news. Speak there. The man from Sicyon. Is there such an one? He stayed upon your will. Let him appear. These strong Egyptian fetters I must break or lose myself in dotage. What are you? Fulvia, thy wife, is dead. Where died she? In Sicyon. Her length of sickness, with what else more serious imported thee to know, this bears. Forbear me. There's a great spirit gone. Thus did I desire it. What our contempts doth often hurl from us, we wish it ours again. The present pleasure, by revolution lowering, does become the opposite of itself. 
she's good being gone. The hand could pluck her back that shoved her on. I must from this enchanting queen break off. Ten thousand harms, more than the ills I know, my idleness doth hatch. How now, Enobarbus? What's your pleasure, sir? I must with haste from hence. Why, then, we kill all our women. We see how mortal and unkind assisted them. If they suffer our departure, death's the word. I must be gone. Hmm. Under a compelling occasion, let women die. It were a pity to cast them away for nothing. Though between them and a great cause, they should be esteemed nothing. Cleopatra catching but the least noise of this dies instantly. I've seen her die twenty times upon far poorer moment. I do think there is metal in death which commits some loving act upon her. She hath such a celerity in dying. She is cunning past man's thought. Laxa, no. Her passions are made of nothing but the finest part of pure love. We cannot call her winds and waters, sighs and tears. They're greater storms and tempests than almanacs can report. This cannot be cunning in her. If it be, she makes a shower of rain as well as Joe. What? I've never seen her. Oh, sir, you had then left unseen a wonderful piece of work, which not to have been blessed with all would have discredited your travel. Fulvia is dead. Sir? Fulvia is dead. Fulvia? Dead. Why, sir? Give the gods a thankful sacrifice. When it pleaseth their deities to take the wife of a man from him, and it shows to man the tailors of the earth, comforting therein that when old robes are worn out, there are members to make new. If there were no more women but Fulvia, then had you indeed a cut and the case to be lamented. This grief is crowned with consolation. Your old smock brings forth a new petticoat. And indeed the tears live in an onion that should water this sorrow. The business she hath broached in the state cannot endure my absence. And the business you have broached here cannot be without you. Especially that of Cleopatra's, which wholly depends on your abode. No more light answers. Let our officers have noticed what we purpose. I shall break the cause of our expedience to the queen and get her leave to part. For not alone the death of Fulvia, with more urgent touches, do strong speak to us. But the letters, too, of many our contriving friends in Rome petition us at home. Sextus Pompeius hath given the dare to Caesar and commands the empire of the sea. Our slippery people, whose love is never linked to the deserver till his deserts are past, begin to throw Pompey the Great and all his dignities upon his son, who, high in name and power, higher than both in blood and life, stands up for the main soldier whose quality going on the sides of the world may danger. Much is breeding, which, like the coarse's hair, hath yet but life, and not a serpent's poison. Say, our pleasure to such whose places under us requires our quick remove from hence. I shall do it. Where is he? I did not see him. Well, see where he is, who's with him, what he does. I did not send you. If you find him sad, say, I am dancing. If in mirth, report that I am sudden sick. Quick, and return. Madam, I will. Madam, methinks if you did love him dearly, you do not hold the method to enforce the light from him. <laughs> well, what should I do? I do not. In each thing, give him way, cross him in nothing. Thou teachest like a fool the way to lose him. Tempt him not so too far. He whisper bare in time we hate that which we often fear. But here comes Antony. I am sick and sullen. I am sorry to give breathing to my purpose. Help me away, dear Charmian. I shall fall. It cannot be thus long. The sides of nature will not sustain me. Now, my dearest queen. Oh, pray you, stand farther from me. What's the matter? I know, by that same eye, there's some good news. 
What says the married woman? You may go, would she never give you leave to come? Let her not say it is I that keep you here. I have no power upon you. Hers you are. In God's best. Oh, no, never I... was that queen so mightily betrayed. Yet at the first I saw the treasons planted. Why should I think you can be mine and true, though you in swearing shake the throned gods who have been false to Fulvia? Riotous madness to be entangled in those mild made vows which break themselves in swearing. Oh, sweet queen. Nay, pray you seek no colour for your going, but bid farewell and go. When you sued staying, then was the time for words. No going then. Eternity was in our lips and eyes. Bliss in our brows bent. None are part so poor, but was a race of heaven. They are so still, or thou the greatest soldier of the world, are turned the greatest liar. Oh, now, lady. I would I had thy inches. Thou shouldst know there were a heart in Egypt. Hear me, queen. The strong necessity of time commands our services a while. But my full heart remains in use with you. Our Italy shines o'er with civil swords. Sextus Pompeius makes his approaches to the port of Rome. Equality of two domestic powers breeds scrupulous faction. The hated, grown to strength, are newly grown to love. The condemned Pompey, rich in his father's honor, creeps apace into the hearts of such as have not thrived upon the present state, whose numbers threaten. And quietness, grown sick of rest, would purge by any desperate change. My more particular... And that which most with you should safe my going is Fulvia's death. Though age from folly could not give me freedom, it does from childishness. Can Fulvia die? She is dead, my queen. Look here. And at thy sovereign leisure, read the garboils she awaked. At the last, best, see when and where she died. Oh, most false